Hello, everyone, and welcome to ScoreVision Advantage, a podcast where we share the latest happenings in sports tech and fan engagement. I'm your host, Ashley Peterson, Marketing Director here at ScoreVision. In today's episode, we have returning guests, Charlie Megan, co-founder and president of Scoreboard Media, and ScoreVision's very own Amelia Stoll, leading sales director of the Midwest and Great Lakes region. In today's episode, we will be discussing how to navigate your local landscape, and how to build better relationships with the businesses that are surrounding you. Plus, we're also gonna be sharing how to evaluate the needs of both your school and your sponsors. Enjoy today's show. Today, we have Amelia and Charlie with us as stated earlier. So go ahead, Amelia, if you will, introduce yourself. Amelia Stoll, I am a regional sales director for ScoreVision. Been here for almost eight years and I have the Great Lakes. Perfect. How about you, Charlie? I'm Charlie Megan. I'm the president and co-founder of Scoreboard Media. We work, we're based in Chicago, and we work with high schools and sponsors, uh, brands that want to advertise to high schools, and we bring those parties together. Perfect. So I, I'm going to k- kind of go back a second because I believe this will be the first airing po- uh, episode of the podcast. So first off, congrats on making it on the first episode of the podcast. <laughs> but I also feel like we owe it to ourselves to maybe give a little introduction to ScoreVision. So Amelia, is there any chance you can describe for us a little bit about what we do here at ScoreVision and uh, what you're out there selling all the time? Wow. How do you put everything that ScoreVision does in a couple sentences? Uh, so, you know, we have changed the industry of how you think about running LED. So we are a software company, so we've developed and created the software to run LED um, that can be ran by anybody who grabs an iPad. It's ran on iPad, uh, off of iPads. We have scorekeeper apps. We connect to the LED. You keep score. You also get to do production. So if you want to do fun stuff up on that LED, um, you can trigger that with an iPad as well. You get to do video if you want to. Um, it literally is going to allow you to do everything that the pro stadiums and the college stadiums do, um, but think of it as a high school level where you have two to three people that might be able to run a game day. That's a perfect way to sum it up. So I guess transitioning from that too, I mean, there is so much that ScoreVision could do, but Charlie, where do you guys come in and how do you fit into the picture with ScoreVision? Yeah, I mean, uh, talking about what Amelia uh, said, I mean, I think one of the cooler things that ScoreVision has done is bring the college and pro experience down to the high school level, where which previously has been traditional scoreboards, um, static scoreboards, you know, fixed digit, or to the degree that they were LED, you know, run by more simple software and and less attractive interfaces and uh, less engaging formats. And so ScoreVision has brought that big time, like big game experience and big media experience. That's sort of where we enter the picture um, down to the high school level. So uh, I guess that is where we enter, you know, obviously college sports are, um, well-developed, well-known, big media, and getting bigger every year. Um, pro sports is, is a universe all of its own. And so what we've, dis- you know, where we figure we fit into the world is bringing um, media to the high school level and going beyond just its traditional roots, which is banners in the outfield, banners on the wall, um, you know, what are effectively donations, um, and trying to turn that into media that creates returns and um, and business for our sponsors. 
Yeah, I think that's great. And I I see this world continuing to evolve all the time just through all the conversation that we have between our sales directors that are out all the time and speaking with these ADs. But I also think that the advertising portion of this has changed so much over the years. And it's been such a great addition to be able to have a more dynamic advertisement in your facility and in your gym. Can you talk a little bit about how that's transformed some of your business? Because you guys didn't start off in this in this realm, right? You weren't originally just sports. You were doing something else before. Personally, yes. I was my my background for the last fifteen years or so has been in the billboard business. So, um, you know, and in, in, even within billboards, just static billboards. Right? We didn't. We were in Chicago, so we didn't do anything really in the way of digital. Um, and so. I'll bo- I'll save you the sort of long boring version of how <laughs> we got into scoreboards, but it was sort of an offshoot of the billboard business, and so. Um, but even then, you know, scoreboards. I think traditionally, as I mentioned, were sort of banners, whether in the outfield or on the wall. And then even when when it went LED and and digital, a lot of people were sort of putting their logo up there, and it became like a rotating ad panel. Um, and I think. But what ScoreVision has done is is brought it into the like big time media level. So now you have full motion video at halftime or during period breaks, and you have instant replay. You know, like with clips before, you know, ads before and after that, or you have, um, you know, even something as simple as. what are normally static ads, like uh, what we might call a cinema ad or a uh, panorama ad, that now with MP4 files can have moving parts. And so even the most basic ad can be dynamic and engaging and people are, are you know bound to look at it because it's more exciting and, and it's moving um, so anyways to score visions credit they brought all of that excitement uh, to you know to the high school level yeah it's such a game changer I was gonna say it's funny how um, you were in the billboards and you're thinking of how it used to be banners and then banners went to the scrolling ad and now it's doing LED it's also the evolution of the scoreboard so when schools are looking or you know colleges are looking to an update, they're not doing static metal box scoreboards anymore. They're moving to LED because that's what the industry is moving to and that's where technology is going. So it makes sense that that opened up because there's a lot of high schools. But even a step further, I mean, I think where ScoreVision has really excelled or where I've become so interested in ScoreVision and attracted to it is it's not just LED ads, it's um, it's a much more exciting variation, right? I mean, I've done that. Don't get me wrong. Over the over our short two-year, um, you know, lifespan, we started. We have some schools where in the beginning we were just running ad boards with scrolling ads. They were digital, and and we were utilizing all the capabilities of being able to update and new ads and stuff. But it was still a static ad for a defined period of time, and then it would scroll on to another one. And I think what score and we can still do that, of course, but. What ScoreVision has allowed us to do is use much richer formats. So, you know, um, whether it's video with, set to music um, or just like you're, if you were watching a game, I mean, you could have, uh, you know, it's with sound. And so you can have, you can have a, you know, a message that people can hear. You can tap into the sound system. Um, so it's, it's, it's just like going to a pro or college game. And, and the ads now can become part of the experience um, as opposed to just ads that play that people have to look at because they're sitting in the seats. You know? Right. Amelia, I know you have a good story about this because I remember you sharing it with us. Can you divulge a little bit into just overall what your experience has been with schools that have adopted something like this before? 
Well, it's funny when you think of you going to a gym and you have those banners that have been up in the gym or even along a fence line, really. But those banners have been up there for years. And every once in a while, you might sell more and take one down and put a new one up. But for the for the most part, those have been there for maybe 10 or 15 years, as long as, you know, the scoreboards might be in that gym. Well, we had a local school that purchased ScoreVision and they took all those banners down. Good for them. And then they went all digital ads. Well, the first weekend that they ran those ads up on their brand new digital scoreboards, they got a ton of emails and phone calls about a particular ad saying that it was very racy and too much for their gym and for their school. And they had to take it down. But what everybody doesn't know that called in and complained about that is that that same exact ad had been in their gym for 10 to 15 years. <laughs> but now they were looking at it. it. It was a static banner on the gym wall. I think that is baffling. So, I cannot believe that. Yeah, so they had all, a whole lot of chances to complain about that banner before. But since it went digital, all eyes were on it. And that's what ScoreVision does is that all of those... Um, ads are built into our scoreboard layouts and platform. And so everybody's looking at that scoreboard during the game and thus seeing those ads. <laughs> That's fascinating. I mean, it's amazing that people looked at it that or didn't look at it as long as it was up there. And then once you put it in this format, people yeah. do look at it. I mean, people have evolved to look at things that move. That's how you survived, uh, you know, 100,000 years ago. Short attention spans. Yeah, short <laughs> attention spans, but, um, but by noticing things that move. And so you know, this is the most basic form of that. It, that's actually a really good point. I mean, it is human nature just to follow whatever is moving, right? Like you're sitting at, on your couch and you look out the window and something moves or somebody drives by or whatever, your natural instinct is to go and look at it. So I guess that makes sense. I never really thought about it that way. Um, okay, so I guess, so tapping into that a little bit further, I wanna know a little bit more about just in general, with this partnership, our main goal or our big, big showcase here is to talk about how schools can facilitate a more successful advertising program. And in general, I think both parties have been able to collaborate and bring that to fruition. It's interesting to us. We were just talking earlier before we started this podcast, how that opportunity probably never really had existed prior to having an agnostic software like ScoreVision be around and now bringing all these different partners in. I mean, we're not even just one working with one LED provider anymore. You can pretty much buy a scoreboard from anybody that has an LED and chances are ScoreVision can take it over. Can you describe a little bit about what the different options are for being able to do something like that? Like, where do we start? How does an AD dive in and come to the realization, oh, I need to replace my scoreboard. Who should I be using for an LED partner? I think there's two, um, actually there's three different ways that this happens for an athletic director. One, their scoreboard broke again, and now they really need to make a change. Uh, two, somebody has seen an LED system at another school, um, more specifically ScoreVision, and now they want to come to the school and either donate or try to figure out a way how to figure it out. Um, or three, they partner with a company like, you know, uh, Scoreboard Media to work to get that. And so uh, it's usually from somebody seeing it somewhere else or it it broke. <laughs> Which has happened. We have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite uh, recent occurrence was yet again another local school, right? And they had their, their board broke. They had a big event going on and they called and said, we can't get 
our current scoreboard provider to bring us out pieces or parts for us to get this fixed in time for this event. Correct. So they had to um, rent a big LED truck and then ScoreVision powered that LED truck for them <laughs> for that event and then also for a whole season. And now they're ScoreVision users. Yes, they are. They updated <laughs> that broken scoreboard. <laughs> the best we have a, a hockey arena right now that in fact i was just on the phone with them earlier today where they uh, they're down to their last controller on their board it's like a four-sided uh, center hung and they're down to the last controller and the company's gone out of business so when the last controller goes out of business they don't have a way to keep score that uh, that afternoon and so you know that's their impetus for for calling it's broken but i think everybody whether their board is broken or not um everybody wants an led board i mean it's like if you have an old flip phone, everyone else has an iPhone and the whole world has gone that direction, don't you think? I mean, oh, for sure. the scoreboards are going that way. It's just a matter of affordability, really. And um, if they have the money and they you know, have the belief that this is a, the facilities upgrade uh, that, you know, that I believe that it is, then they want to do that. It's really just a matter of affordability. And, and oftentimes, even if they don't have the money, the community wants to get involved in so many different schools um, that the money's probably out there. The community wants to be involved. The community wants the opportunity to speak to that school and to that audience. And so, you know, there's there's probably an affordability aspect there. Yeah, that brings up another really good point. I mean, once once pretending I'm an AD, once I've made that decision that, yes, I do know that I need to upgrade my facility, I am going to get an LED board at what point should they be considering partnering with somebody like you from Scoreboard Media and saying, yeah, let's get brand different brands and advertisements up on the board? Do they come in before that purchase has even been made? Do they come in after? What are the options for that? Yeah, I would say both, right? We see, we see it both ways. Sometimes they come to us, um, they may have the money, but decide that they want to use their money for other purposes, and so they would rather have us make the investment and partner on that, um, or they may decide they have the money, they want to buy it, and either they want to run it themselves, which I'm you know, fully in support of, and I'll, I'll be the first to you know, tell them if I think they ought to do that, or they may want to buy it and they want us, us to sell it, uh, partner on, there's, you know, there's a whole spectrum here and we can sort of be at any um, point on the spectrum. Um, but yeah, I'd say they bring us in when, they, when they're evaluating options and um, you know, sometimes we'll buy everything, sometimes we buy part of it and they buy part of it, sometimes they buy all of it and we, um, and we help them sell sponsorships and sometimes they buy it and they sell sponsorships and they you know, run it themselves all in-house. I think there's also the, um, the opportunity for those who are just maybe frustrated and not doing as well as they thought they would at selling advertising because if, as you know, athletic directors wear a lot of hats and they're doing a ton of jobs all in one um, and selling the sponsorships just isn't something that they have the time for or maybe not the personality to be able to do that. So being able to partner with you know, scoreboard media to be able to come in and help them and take that off of their plate is also. And sometimes yeah. it's just a, a difference in your perspective. So yeah. like I'm raising money for my kid's hockey program right now and we're asking for $500 donations from area businesses. And that is harder than any <laughs> $50,000 sponsorship that I have gotten uh, with scoreboards because there's no, I mean, I shouldn't say this isn't part of my sales pitch to them, but there's no give back, right? They're not, it's mostly a gesture of goodwill and they might get some goodwill in return. And yes, they'll get a, you know, a, a 
sign on the tee box at the golf outing or, or whatever, but it's mostly a donation. Whereas it's much easier to go to those same businesses and ask for them for $5,000 a year um, because now they're going to get big time media in return. They can get commercials at halftime. They can get um, their, their ad on the fan app. Um, I mean, you know, there's just, it's, it's just so much more exciting. And, and I always encourage them to look at it from a return basis. If you give, if you're going to invest $5,000 in this marketing spend, you should want to get 15, 20, 25, $30,000 back, get new customers. If you're an orthodontist, you know, how many sets of braces do you have to sell to make that worth it? Well, for 5,000 bucks, a $5,000 sponsorship, it's less than one, right? If you get one new patient, you, and the whole gym is full of parents with kids that need braces. Yes. Um, so those, that's like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel, whereas a $500 ask for the, you know, the, the game pamphlet or whatever is a much taller ask because there's zero ROI on that for the most part. Right. And the nice thing too, for you is that, well, for you and really for the AD is one, the AD doesn't necessarily have to facilitate that conversation with the brand. They're able to say, Hey, I don't necessarily need to have that conversation. I'm just going to turn it over to Charlie. Charlie has that conversation, facilitates it with them and walks through the impressions and walks through all the reporting that comes yep. out of that, which ScoreVision is able to provide those ad reports to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And not everybody is comfortable having, is like comfortable pitching. For some people would rather like die than make a sales pitch. Um, and sometimes <laughs> I've actually so heard I. that before. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> literally said, um, I was listening to another podcast and I can't remember which one it was, so I'm not going to be able to give it credit, but they talked about how, uh, in general, like speaking or making an oh, ass yeah. like that is some people would rather like be the in the coffin, yeah, not the funeral. Die, <laughs> die than give like a eulogy. So yeah. you'd rather like be the one in the casket. I've heard that. But I mean, for some people, that's so uncomfortable. And um, and sure, it's it's not easy. Uh, here's where here's where I would say the rubber meets the road, though. To the degree that athletic directors or superintendents or coaches, people with local, you know, like embedded in the fabric of that community to the degree that they will give us referrals that goes a long way i mean yeah. we'll probably close 80 percent of those whereas if we're cold calling i mean we get cold call numbers it's like one or two percent so it that's a slow boat um so where the where the partnership really really works well is they don't have to make the pitch but if they can say um hey uh brian from scoreboard media is going to be giving you a call it's about our sponsorship program um you know as a car dealer i think you'd be really interested in what he's got to say that's all you have to say but then that call for us goes really really well as opposed to if brian or any you know of our salespeople call them and and they're like who is this guy and you know i mean people delete emails people delete voicemails if they if they believe they can so if there's a warm intro there that goes a long way but we don't expect that our our school partners make the sales calls that's you know that's on us and to Amelia's point earlier these are school administrators ADs coaches um, those are some of the busiest people there are and they already have too many jobs and so to give them one more job particularly a job that they don't want um, you know that that makes it hard to raise sponsorships and you really have to be both feet into the sponsorship game to to be good at it to you know if you want to raise significant money selling sponsorships you have to be like you know fully committed yeah you yeah. have to know what you're doing <laughs> yeah and mostly just be willing to endure you know a lot of um you know it's a long process and it requires a lot of follow-up like i said most people will delete an email and a voicemail if they if they believe it won't hurt them to do it so you might have to 
even someone who wants what you have and you can really serve really well, you might have to reach out to them 10 times before they get back to you. And even if you know them, they're just, everyone's very, very busy. And so unless you have time to follow up with someone 10 times, you know, you probably don't, you don't ever get that sponsorship. Right. I, I definitely could see that. I mean, I, we even see that from a score vision side from the marketing, just in general. If I said a cold email, you're not going to respond to me. But I mean, the personal connections that we make out when we're talking with different ADs or the connections that other schools make, I mean, you show up at one away game at a stadium that's not yours and they're using score vision, that starts the conversation mm -hmm. enough for us yeah. to be able to open the door. Um, Amelia, I kind of want to know a little bit more too about just in general, um, how, what are like the number one questions that you hear when you're talking with ADs and you're kind of telling them, this is what score vision is, this is what we do. I'm sure a lot of them revolve around fundraising just in general. Well, there's a big difference in a price tag between a fixed digit metal box and going to LED. And so a lot of the times is like bar nine every single, they want to know how much it is. Like how, how much is it? Let's just talk nuts and bolts. So you give them that number. And if they haven't been planning for it, they have to figure out a way to fundraise. And so those are those questions. They want to know, well, what are other schools doing? Um, how are they successful? How did this school that we saw it and how did they purchase it? So there's, um, that's the question that they have is, you know, how are they doing it? Who else, who, how are they funding it? What are different options? Um, maybe the second one that they might have is just how many people is it going to take to run it? So when you talk about the time that athletic directors have, which isn't a whole lot, they want something that's simple. And when you can explain to an athletic director that you're going to put a little bit of work up ahead of time, but once you turn on those scoreboards, that advertising is just running for you. So it's just, it's automated. And that, um, that speaks volumes to them because they're not having to make sure that that's done, which is just one other job that they have to think about during their games is making sure an ad is pushed if it's played, if there's a uh, box that's been checked for um, some type of sponsorship that they've sold to that business, it's all done with our software so they don't have to worry about it. Is that something, I mean, kind of following along those same lines, I, I know because I've heard it talked about in just out in the field whenever we've gone to like a conference or anything around those lines, but I feel like a lot of schools get a little intimidated by an annual subscription. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious, like how, what, what value add does having it being annual subscription bring to them? I mean, yes, you are being charged each year, but ultimately we've seen that that's not necessarily the case. At the end of the day, it doesn't cost you more money to get score vision. No, if you can think that you can raise, you know, fifty to $70,000 annually on an indoor system and you have an annual software the annual software is not fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year. So. <laughs> if we're charging you that, you should get rid of us. <laughs> yeah. So you make that investment to have a return on your investment, and that's what ScoreVision does. Not only does it allow you to have uh, advertising and revenue coming back into the school, but it also takes less time and less effort and much less headache to run. And so, if you're not wasting your time on trying to figure out a very cumbersome software and all you're doing is pushing buttons on an iPad, that's also going to save you time. So you get what you pay for. And like I said, we have a 100% renewal rate, and there's a reason for that. It's because <laughs> our software is amazing. And people calling us back saying, hey, I have this in my outdoor. I need it in my indoor for now. For sure, yeah. Yep. If they're not going to put a different system on their outdoor after they've 
you know, worked with ScoreVision and Andor. Yeah, Charlie, we haven't really been partnering with Scoreboard Media for that long. Do you know how long it's been since we've we've joined forces? It's probably been a little over a year. Okay, so yeah. I'm curious, within that one year, I mean, a lot has probably still changed over that time too, right? I mean, we've been able to open up new doors that have been different for, for both parties. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, ScoreVision has introduced us to several schools that – uh, either, you know, they wanted new equipment and we're, we're able to play a role there or uh, to Amelia's point earlier where they already have equipment, but maybe fundraising hasn't panned out like they had hoped when they bought the equipment. Yeah, I'm sure like, if you get the school board to approve a capital equipment purchase and you make promises as to how much you're going to generate on that and then a year or two goes by and those numbers haven't been met you know, there might be disappointment. And so we are able, hopefully are able to step in and help out there and, and start to hit the numbers that they had hoped to hit in the beginning. Um, so yeah, definitely it's been a great partnership. I mean, some of the things that I like about ScoreVision and, and I get some of those same questions, like how hard is this going to be to run? Um, and as somebody who operates the scoreboard, um, again, going back to the hockey arena um, scenario, if you've ever tried to keep score at a hockey game, all of a sudden there's like a penalty and you, now you got to put the penalty minutes on the board and everyone's yelling at you to like get it right. And, you know, you put two minutes, but it's supposed to be a minute and a half. And it's like it, you could launch like the space shuttle challenger from this thing. And it probably was built at like the same time. And and then you go to the way that ScoreVision operates, which is on an iPad. It's so intuitive that literally like a four-year-old not only could do it, but would be excited and engaged with it. It's so attractive um, in the in its interface. It's all iPad, and I think you can like provision iPhones uh, to do it. Um, and so if you just use it as a scorekeeper – it's so intuitive and so simple that, I mean, one person can do it, right? So you don't need a team of people to do it. What you And then you can just get more and more involved as you want to. You can grow with it. So if you begin and you just use it for scorekeeping, then it's super simple. And But if you want to get then into, you know, capture and instant replay and live streaming video and, you know, running commercials during period breaks and, you know, which, are, which is more like in the producer app, right? Not, um, not automated. Um, you can do all of those things, but you can take all those things on at your own speed. Um, that's what we're going to have to do at that ice arena, because in that case, you have several clubs that do it. You don't have one athletic director who can tell one student, you know, what to do for every single game. You've got multiple clubs. Each of them run it for their own games. And then within those clubs, you have different parents in charge of keeping score. So it has to be simple. And, and um, so there we won't run um, on-demand video, at least until we get our, you know. Feet wet. Feet yeah. wet, yeah. I was at a school that we took over a system, an LED system that they had installed a couple of years ago, and they were just not happy with the operating software. And they have, every school has one of these, there's going to be a naysayer. And they have a <laughs> scorekeeper that's been keeping score for that high school for 10 plus years. And that's a long time for a scorekeeper. And they were very adamant that they weren't going to like the iPad. Well, we took over the system and I was there for that night and he kept score on that for that game. And by the first quarter of that JV game, he was like, this is awesome. He was just dumbfounded of how easy it was. And he was nervous and kind of upset about the change all for nothing. And then by the end of that varsity game and it was over, he was practically in tears just thanking me that 
I had that they had bought ScoreVision, and I was like, "Well, I, I mean, I didn't create this. Like, you know, our founders and all of our dev team are amazing. I have but you put no up idea all of his how abuse to do this. Yeah. Until that point, you had to but power through. He was just ecstatic because he thought it was going to be hard, and it's super easy. So whether it is a five-year-old that is just picking up the iPad to keep score at a game, or it's somebody that's been at a high school for years and they're used to those old Atari controllers, um, their learning curve is very short, and it's always a very um, happy smile at the end of it. I think that's really cool too because I definitely, I just think in general the way that the interface has been designed, it's set up as a game. So I mean it really is pretty simple. You can just look at it and see and not to put a little plug in for us over here, but if you go to our website now, you can actually try it out. You can try out the the software through our game simulator. Um, which is pretty neat because you can start keeping score. I think it's just for basketball, though. I don't I think, think so. any of the other sports, but we do have almost every sport that you can think of. Not going to promise all of them because I'll get in trouble for that. But the, the <laughs> iPad interface speaks to like the hardware agnostic, um, like you know, feature of ScoreVision, which is like it's no secret that. Apple devices are really fun to use, and there's a reason they're so wildly popular, whether it's an iPhone or an iPad. Um, and so ScoreVision, rather than try to like make the most beautiful controller, well, they just make the software and plug into the most beautiful controller. So it's like so it's so obvious in its simplicity. And um, and I but I think that ScoreVision knows what it does really well, which is software. And then like they stay out of things that um, that we don't want to do. do really well, and just plug into that. It makes yeah. perfect sense. And I think it's nice, too, because it creates this well-rounded balance between, like, the set of experts, right? Like, that's ultimately what everybody wants to do, at least everybody that we partner with. And we are strategic about our partnerships is just in general, what's going to be best for the customer? How can we provide that? And if we're not doing it, somebody else is. And if that person's doing it, we're saying, hey, come along, join us, and we want to do this together. Um, I do want to tap back into kind of a little bit more about the advertising outside of just how ScoreVision works. Um, because I do think one unique feature that we do have uh, for ScoreVision is that everything is cloud-based. So you don't have to be in the arena to upload content, which, Charlie, I know you definitely have experience working on that side, right? Yeah, I mean, we have experiences on both sides, right? Because we've been in business longer than we've been partners or done any deals, uh, you know, in conjunction with ScoreVision. So we have projects where that are done on systems that are locally based. They've got a computer in the press box. And so in those cases, we email them ads. Um, they have to run them, you know, they have to kind of hit their marks and running them. And then they have to re provide reporting back to us. Um, and again, for people who are really busy, that's a kind of a tall ask, but it's the partnership that we have and it's the software that we have in those cases. Um, but once we started working with ScoreVision, yeah, we can run everything from Chicago. So sponsors will send us ads. Um, we make sure that it's formatted properly and we make edits to the formatting if we need to. And then we push it out. I mean, literally, we can if someone sends us an ad, we can have it on a board and five minutes or quicker if, if somebody's sitting there, you know, waiting and looking at their inbox. So, um, so yeah, that's, there's, that's the only way to do what we do at this point, which, because now we've got projects really Colorado, uh, throughout the Midwest and over to the East coast. And so, um, there's, there's, it would be impossible. It would be like running a mail order business or something <laughs> to be sending everyone ads and just really hoping for the best at that point. And then if a, I've had this in the early days where a sponsor says, hey, I was at the game on Friday night. I didn't see my ad. 
And that that wasn't a score vision school, obviously, because if if it was, I would be able to tell them like exactly either that you know why they didn't see their ad. I mean, I've never had that. I've never had happen because that doesn't happen. You you load the ad in and it runs. The software runs it. So. Um, you know, it, 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 for us, it's, it's the only way to scale as we're doing now. I mean, you know, now we're looking at projects in California and of course throughout Texas and really it'll be the, the entire width of the country shortly. There's no way that you could do that if you didn't have, if it wasn't cloud-based. And the power of that is so huge too, because I do know that just in general, when you think about it, it's, an ever-evolving solution as far as what can be provided. And so the cloud doesn't just control what's happening in venue. It's also happening out of venue as well, as far as a solution that fans can hop on and experience. Um, Amelia, can you tell us a little bit about that and like what FanApp is? I think sometimes people just totally forget that we even have that solution. So the FanApp is pretty unique in the fact that it's really not any extra work for the athletic director. It, literally will run for them seamlessly in the background. So everything that they're uploading into the cloud is also going out to this fan app. So the schedules, the rosters, um, any of the advertising that you guys have ran, um, have uploaded that also can go to the fan app. Uh, and all you do is you download, it's, S, it's SV fan app and you set your school as your um, favorite and every time you open it, boom, there's your high school. You're gonna know what games are going on. You select that game for that night and it's a game feed. It's whatever that scorekeeper is entering into that iPad is also going out to that fan app. And so my mom, bless her heart, never missed one single of my high school games. But <laughs> there's going to be opportunities and chances that that's not going to be the case. And so you can follow that game from afar. If grandma and grandpa want to watch it or um, follow the game, they can um, just through our SV fan app. It's got to be a huge value add, too, for your sponsors. And oh, for absolutely. I mean, it's, the audience isn't just the home crowd anymore. It's it's at every away game. I mean, and if you for the really ambitious schools, they can send, um, you know, somebody with an iPad to the away games and you can take you can take video there and you mm -hmm. can send. I mean, you can literally take, uh, you know, take video of a dunk, let's say, and push that out through the fan app. Uh, that can be at home or away games. At a home game, you can push it up on the big board. At an away game, you can push it out through the app. Uh, but as a parent, personally, like, it's brilliant. And I wish that I wish that my kids played in venues where that was the case because you could keep up with all those things. And, and you know, back to the point about simplicity and scoring, you don't have to – no one is – like, no one's in charge of the app. It's the scorekeeper, and it's the iPad that we've been talking about pushing that data out to the to the fan app. So there's no additional work. It's all the same um, – you know, it's all the same data, single entry point, and um, I mean, I think – but from an advertising standpoint, yeah, it allows us to extend – all the all our sponsors have ads on, that are now on the fan app, and then going a step further, those are all linked. So if it's, um, you know, a roofer – and they, you know, you touch their ad and it takes you to their website. So it becomes trackable, which is appealing to sponsors. It's huge because I, I'm going to ramble off some quick numbers here. I know we are kind of running out of time. We're trying to keep these episodes at 30 minutes if we can. But I was doing a little bit of background for something that I'm hoping we can talk about later on in the podcast. But uh, in general, if you think about it, so Nebraska, since we are based in Nebraska, UNL Stadium seats 90,000. So you're getting 90,000 people looking at an ad um, if you're at a Husker game, if you're advertising there. This is not to say you should stop advertising if you are a sponsor and you're listening to this in your college stadiums. You should do that too. 
But when you think about it from a high school stadium, I put together a quick quick list of just four of our biggest stadiums that are within the state of Nebraska in the high schools, not even including all of them. You're already at 46,000 people. So if you're already at 46,000 and that's only four stadiums, you're talking about a massive number of people that are able to look at your ad depending on where you're at. And in addition to that, you, that doesn't even include fan app and getting that that out of venue exposure. So really – there is a huge value add in this, and I, I wish we had more time to break this down, But and maybe we can in a future episode, but I do think that another big thing is how, and maybe, Amelia, to close this out, I do want to know, how do I know whether or not this is a purchase that should be being made at a school level or a district level? It's probably a really hard question for you to answer, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but we do have people buying it at a district level, yes. right? Yes, you do. There, um, You know... There's so many different way decision makers in, in any district, right? Sometimes it's the AD that's making that decision. Sometimes it's the principal. Sometimes it's the superintendent. And, you know, there's been opportunities where it's been the, the school board president. It's really whoever has a passion to upgrade the facility within the school kind of leads that charge for them. And, you know, they do that for a couple of reasons. It's going to be one, I would say, probably for the athletes, right? Two is for the students because students can get involved. They can create content and upload it from the classroom too. So students get to get involved as well, not just athletes. You know, it's your parent and it's the fan experience in that gym, but it's also for the community, right? So a lot of our installations in Nebraska, speaking specifically, are smaller towns. I grew up in a small town and everybody goes to those games. And to have that opportunity to not only have that experience in that gymnasium, but then also to have the whole community around that and being able to, you know, share share their sponsorship and their advertising to those fans, to those students, to those parents. Um, those communities and those people who want that experience, those are the ones that get involved and those are the ones that help drive that decision in a school. I love that. At the risk of getting the hook here, I want to go back to something you said about the UNL, and <laughs> yeah. because I think you make a really good point, and and in terms of the an apples to apples comparison, I would just go a step further and say I think the impressions at the high school level. Don't get me wrong, college football fans are passionate and they definitely identify with their school. But I think you get that to an even greater degree at the high school level. I mean, most of us are really local creatures. Most, I mean, cell phone study, cell phone companies have done really, really uh, like in-depth studies on where people travel. And most people don't travel outside of like a mile or two of where they live on any sort of consistent basis. And so if you want to reach those people, you have to get within that mile or two radius. And what better way to do that than high school? So if you're like a home service business or, I mean, all the things that we consume, we consume around where we work and live. And so no question about it. You can reach a lot of people uh, on national TV and at, and at national football games and college football games. But if you want to reach them where they really, like where they live and the fabric of their community, where they eat, sleep, live, shop, spend, there's just no better way and no more meaningful way, right? Parents watching their kids play sports are primed. Emotions are high. They're excited. They're happy. And for you to be able to tap into that, I would argue, is is like the most valuable impression. I love that so much. I definitely think we we hit the nail on the head as far as trying to touch on the value add of, of what can be brought into not even just from a a sponsor or a brand perspective, and but from the AD perspective too. I mean, this is what is all available to you, right? I mean, 
you don't have to go through the process or go through the motion of trying to get a new scoreboard and having it be so painful. It can actually be a huge thing, not just for you, but for your community. And I definitely think that ScoreVision and Scoreboard Media have made that possible. So, well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. I greatly appreciate your time and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks.